Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Note to Self with Peyton Sartin. That is me. I am Peyton Sartin. So I'm still in New York City. Thank God. I freaking love it here. I've said it a million times. I won't go into a whole spiel. I will say, though, that I... What I love most about New York is I feel so free here and so anonymous. I feel like I wake up in the morning. I have my whole day planned, right, with like meetings or like hanging out with my friends that I haven't seen in a while. Just I'm all around working, grabbing drinks, doing lunch. Like today I went out and was shooting a little bit. And I feel like I get up and I get out into the city of New York and I feel like I can just like disappear and be anonymous and be free to do whatever I want to and no one's paying attention to me. I live for this. It's it's like the sweetest freedom of all time. I'm sweaty. I have not worn like actual makeup in days. My skin is thriving. My hair is thriving. I haven't washed it <laughs> literally since I've been in New York. So um, I'm just, okay. Well, there's just kind of honking going on downstairs. I'm just really happy to be here. All right. I love meeting up with the people that I know who live here too, because they're just, we're all we're just a very similar vibe. I live in LA, but because of my depression and I need sunlight. And also when I was deciding to move somewhere, LA was a little cheaper than New York. Now I don't think it's that much cheaper, but you know, it was cheaper than New York. So I figured I've moved to LA first and I love the sunlight. When I wake up to see the sun every day, does it cure my depression? No, but does it actually really like genuinely help as much as I joke about it? Yes, it genuinely helps me. Seeing the sun every day is very helpful to my mental state. But that being said, I'm a New York like person. Like my personality does well in this city versus in more in LA. The place I do the worst, obviously, is like in my hometown where I see people I know all day and I um, want to die. So I think L.A. is like obviously where I live for the sun and the weather because how can you beat that? Literally, how can you beat that? It is stupid. <laughs> it's not only it's, it's dumb because I live there. I don't it's hard to remember every single day how amazing it is. And then I leave it and I'm like, oh, my God. And then I, I go back to L.A. I fly home from wherever I am. I land, I go outside and the air is just like the perfect temperature. Like it feels like nothing on your skin. It's, oh God, it's so good. It's so amazing. But anyways, New York, the people here, the energy here, the way the city is, how anonymous I can be, how free it feels. This is definitely more my personality. And if I were single right now, I would move to New York immediately. I would have broken my lease or I honestly would have paid double rent if I could afford it because I 
love this place so freaking much. And I feel like it just brings out the best in me. So I don't know. LA used to be like that for me. I still love Los Angeles, but it's now it's like, I'm not bored by it, but I'm also just like, I think I'm just like not an LA girl anymore. Like I was, and I'm just like, not now, but it's going to be hard to leave that sunlight, that sunlight all day, every day. So we'll see how it goes for me. We'll see where I'm headed to next. I've actually gotten that question a couple of times from you guys about my plans for after my lease is up and I have nothing to report to you right now, but it's all, it's all coming soon. Okay. So today, actually, while I was here in New York, I wanted to meet up with my internet friend, Alyssa Amoroso. Alyssa is such a, such an inspiring person. First of all, we started following each other. Oh my God. (laughs) We started following each other on Instagram. Sorry. There's someone revving their engine, like a psychopath downstairs. Um, we started following each other on Instagram, I think a couple years ago. I don't really remember how this little internet friendship started, but, uh, she lives here in New York city and she started as a publicist actually. And when I followed her, I think she was more into like uh, the fashion blogging scene, um, which makes sense because so was I. And she from afar, you know, I've just like watched her career kind of unfold and basically she went from publicist to, uh, to fashion blogger and she's kind of done a lot of other things on the side and she started doing a lot more with TikTok and, you know, the COVID situation and, um, ended up essentially elevator pitching herself to Barstool Sports to get a podcast with Barstool Sports. Her podcast is called Tea with Publicity. And what she talks about a lot is very like the typical stuff that girl, the girls like to talk about body positivity, manifesting, like that kind of like overall just healthy lifestyle, mental health, things like that. And she was able to essentially in a DM convince the uh, founder of Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy, to have her in for a meeting. And she ended up scoring this podcast with Barstool, which is so cool because it's so not what you would expect of Barstool in terms of what her content is, right? And that's kind of the angle she took. And she tells us more about that. Um, I definitely ask her about how she pitches herself as someone who's coming from a, a publicity background. It's really interesting to hear her take on it. And when you hear that, you know, the quick little elevator pitch in the DMs, getting you, you know, a really amazing podcast with a huge media company, not only is it impressive, but you're like, how did, how <laughs> explain that, explain that to us. So we talk about that. That's something that I think all of us can use for me as a blogger influencer. I started pitching myself to brands and things like that when I started, you know, when I moved out to LA. So that was about five years ago now. And I had to learn so much about what goes into a pitch and what works for me. And I'm still not great at it. I honestly outsourced that as quickly as possible. Now I have managers who do that and I don't have to do it anymore, but some people are just really good at it. And uh, Alyssa's really good at it. So I definitely ask her about that. That's This is going to be good information for any of you guys who are influencers or, um, you know, trying to be influencers or people that are working with brands on the internet at all. I think it's super, super helpful what she has to say specifically about pitching yourself. Uh, and then we talk about a whole, you know, list of other things. We get into some girl combos. We're talking about manifesting. We're doing all the stuff. So 
I'm really excited to bring this episode to you guys. I like to just be able to come to a different city like this and sit down with someone who I know, like I, I consume her content and I've listened to her podcast before, but it was so nice to sit down with her and actually finally meet her in real life and have just a really lovely conversation. Uh, I actually am recording this a little bit early. So I just had my interview with Alyssa just, you know, a couple hours ago, I went uh, up to the Barstool offices here in New York and just sat in a little podcast room, had our conversation. Now I'm doing the intro earlier than normal. This episode won't go live for another like six days or something, but I'm getting ahead of it because this week is going to be super busy. So tonight, my boyfriend Joe comes to New York. He'll be here in a couple hours. Actually, he's training over from DC, kind of like I did last week. If you guys have not listened to last week's episode with Joe, definitely go listen to it. And then two of my friends, Claudia and Josie, who have actually both been on the podcast, uh, will be here this week with me as well. They're arriving like way later tonight. So I kind of wanted to get this intro done and just kind of get ahead of things, guys. Are we proud of me? I'm never, <laughs> I'm never ahead. <laughs> I send this, these episodes to my editor, like literally in the nick of time. So I'm super happy to be a little bit ahead of this one. And I really wanted to get this one in and done because I love this episode and I want y'all to hear it. So without further ado, let's chat with Alyssa Amoroso. All right, guys. So I'm sitting here with Alyssa. We are here at the Barstool Sports Office. I've actually never been here before. Welcome. Thank you. I love bringing people here so they could see what a What's going complete, on? <laughs> what is it? 18360 my life has done. <laughs> That's the first a- <laughs> thing I want to talk to you about yeah. is how you landed as like a traditional like female content producer. Yeah. I landed at a podcast with Barstool Sports. So like what did that look like? <laughs> I have like a crazy story in the sense that I started as a publicist, mm-hmm. I'll give you like a little like quick yeah, background because yeah, I think background. that my full background kind of like paints the picture of why I'm Absolutely, here yeah, and also kind of explains why like I didn't really fit the influencer mold, like fashion influencer mm-hmm. mold to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I started as a publicist and I had a million blogs in college. Like, mm-hmm. do you remember like college fashionista? Yes. I used to do that. <laughs> like for my senior project, I did a blog. Like I always was like, I'm always on the cutting edge of like, what's the new platform? I'm yeah. just that kind of person. Yes. Like, I, I think I'll be like 50 and have the newest platform. Also, that takes a certain level of obviously like forethought and like seeing things before they happen and knowing that they're going to happen that way, like mm-hmm. trends, trends wise. And also like kind of risk because you don't ever know with a new platform, yeah. you don't ever know what the fuck's going on. Exactly. So and, Like I was kind of one of the earlier like adapters on TikTok, I would say mm-hmm. of like the fashion influencers. Yeah, yeah. I've seen your TikToks before. Because I just, yeah. like, took a right. I don't know. I'm just that way, naturally. Yeah. Well, you put yourself out there, I think, yeah. is the thing. Like, you're literally like, okay, fuck it, let's do it. And yeah, you just I do it. don't really think much. Yeah, like, yeah. I kind of just do. <laughs> I think that's amazing. That's, like, the perfect way to be. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, okay, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Um, so I was, a, I was a publicist. My dream was to be an entertainment publicist. Mm-hmm. And I kind of... That kind of came true. I was working with some rappers, athletes, high profile events, doing mm-hmm. press at red carpets. And it was great. But like I was making no money, like under $30,000 a year. Yeah. Like it was so and insane. And you were you here in New York? Yeah. 
How oh, I was insane. Mom, dad, <laughs> yeah, help. Please. Like, oh my God. super lucky that my parents like paid some of my rent my first year. Yeah. But I always joke now, I'm like, that actually did me a disservice because they were like, we'll help you with your rent for a year. Yeah. And then when they cut it off, I didn't have a good enough salary yeah, to yeah. pay the rent. So <laughs> yeah. then I'm living paycheck to paycheck. So like, I'm so blessed and I'm so fortunate, like yeah. privileged that they helped, but it actually did me a disservice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like- well, you were, it was like a putting a bandaid on something, right? Exactly. Like it was like being helpful for five seconds, which is nice. <laughs> exactly. But then long term, I yeah. was like, I have no money. I had something similar. My parents paid for the first until I had made a full time salary. And when I moved out to LA, it took me about eight months to make full time. Mm -hmm. When I say full time, I'm not talking like a nice full time no, salary. Yeah. But also, like at enough. least, yeah, enough. <laughs> but I was definitely paycheck to paycheck for probably two years maybe three years same and having nothing and then like the second I got some dollars in my account I was like I'm going to Europe for a month <laughs> like, wait, I did the same thing and then I bought a YSL bag yeah, and I'm like yes. who and do I, I think have, I and am and I have no money again I'm like what the fuck well I look back and I'm like I'm so dumb to spend yeah. two thousand dollars on a purse when like so what happened was I launched a blog and mm -hmm. then I started making two salaries yeah so which was probably equivalent to one person's like real salary. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like, making like a regular. Well, I switched around in PR um, in five years. I had four jobs. Okay. And every time I switched, I would jump like 10K. You know, like yeah, I just like, yeah, was yeah. moving around to make more money. And I'm just a hustler. And then I was like, I need to start a blog because I see how much money we're paying these people. And I remember we paid like Amber Filler up. Remember oh, yeah. She the, was, OGs. Like, the OGs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing how much money we paid her. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? F this. Like, yeah. I, I could do this. this yeah. is I've been blogging my whole life. Mm -hmm. I stopped because PR was so busy. So I kind of started blogging with business in mind, which is like the opposite of how all like the big influencers are like yeah Ariel Charnas or like mm -hmm. we were what they're like oh yeah I just didn't realize it was going to be big I'm like no I tried yeah. to get there so my friend Josie actually just had her on the podcast recently she was doing her master's in like digital anthropology all about like the online world and everything mm -hmm. and she actually after her master's she was like working at Cheesecake Factory she was like doing all this stuff and she was working really hard in school she was like um I can do this blog thing. And so she mapped it out and yeah. she's, she's killed it. And she's been doing it for like three years and she's like, has like double my following. Like her, her content's amazing. She's actually coming here today too, but she uh, definitely started with the business in mind as uh -huh. well. And everyone always talks about how like you should start with it, like, like the love it. for it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to like, well, it was both. Like yeah. I did like it. I felt like I needed a hobby. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just eat, sleep, like work. Yeah. I need Well, also else. if you know that it's working for people, like, now that you know that information, it doesn't make it any less true that you like to do it. 100. Right? And also, <laughs> I was doing it before I knew money was Absolutely, involved. yeah. Just because, like I said, I'm just an early adapter to yeah. these things. Mm -hmm. Like, I just... Just for fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just like to have a voice and yeah. do shit. So, I started... Um, I started my blog, Publicity, mm -hmm. and I started working... I worked in PR for two and a half years while still running my blog on the side. Okay. And I finally quit my PR job when I hit 100,000 Instagram followers. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had enough money in the bank to be like, okay, I could take this chance now. Like, yeah. I have X amount money saved for rent. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, then I did what you yeah. did and I jetted off to Europe <laughs> and Coachella and I did all the things. Well, my my problem was <laughs> I was making more money than I'd ever made. Like it was 2019. Save. I was like, this is double. Picture this. 2019. I'm like Q2 
killing it. Wait, right? That's me too. Like 2019. Yes, it hit. That all was a good influencer year. It that's was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm making, and honestly, I was making a fuck ton of money, mm-hmm. quite honestly. And I had gone to Coachella and I had a huge week at Coachella in terms of just like work. Wait, we were definitely at the same place yes. at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I'm really living. And then that like fall, I went to Europe for a literal month. I was just like, bye. See you I later. remember when you did that. Uh, yeah, we jetted off. We, I didn't think about one thing. I come back. I'm still working. And then 2020 hits. And I'm what I made the previous year mm-hmm. was cut into a third. And See, I was it's like, weird well, because fuck. I had a really bad, I had a really good 2018, a really mm-hmm. bad 2019 and, and a really good 2020. 2020 murdered me. I don't know what happened. I just was relentless. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I'm a publicist first. So I yes. pitched my ass off. I didn't care if I yes. was taking deals for $500 or 10,000. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing whatever I had to do to make money because yeah. I was so scared shitless. <laughs> really scary and then also i'm like how am i gonna pay in new york city a rent when i'm living home with my parents so the market's shit i that's one thing about new york when i when i was deciding where i wanted to live after mm-hmm. college because i really i was blogging directly out of college yeah. right so i was like all right where do i want to do this la was calling me because of my depression and i need, I need the sun, sun to be yeah. honest and also it's cheaper it's a little a cheaper little. to live there the thing is we have other expenses like mm-hmm. we have you know gas is a hundred dollars a week for yeah. me to fill things up my car everything but i was like i could honestly probably make a faster living in los angeles mm-hmm. so i ended up just going to la but now i'm like fuck i wish i would have come to new york but new york's a beast it's tough yeah it's really tough because i don't know if you feel this way but and i come from oh my family's like very lucky, but they're yeah. not, they're not the kind of people. Yes, they helped me with my rent my first year, but they're not the kind of people that are going to fund my lifestyle. Absolutely fucking not. My Even if they could, like, they yeah. wouldn't. No, And exactly. they probably could and they yeah. won't. Like they're <laughs> just not those people. No. They're like, okay, you want to live in New York and quit your job? Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Yes. So. Well, my family's more like, doesn't everyone want to do that? Like, yeah. you're not special. Like you have to make it happen or you have to come home like everyone else. That's what my parents yeah. say. So basically, I feel like a lot of the influencers in New York from my personal experience never had the same stress that I had because their parents were paying Mm -hmm. funding their lifestyles and it's like this is why they have beautiful apartments Mm -hmm. and designer clothes this is why people people always think like if you're on TikTok and you show your apartment for example Uh everyone's like you know daddy's money must be Mm -hmm. nice whatever I'm like first of all I'm 27 years old I have a roommate yeah and like I'm paying for this I pay for this I look at my rent every month and I get annoyed because it's fucking expensive mm-hmm. and I feel that pain so don't take that away from me it's like yeah I'm busting my ass <laughs> yeah, please and don't. I think that's the one thing that was frustrating at times but whatever that's yeah. a whole nother conversation okay so continue. long story short quit my job um I decided in that moment I always wanted to podcast mm-hmm. because my ultimate goal and dream in life is to be an on-air host okay which like I kind of do now but yeah. like on a bigger scale mm-hmm. and um I basically was like I can't just rely on one revenue stream mm-hmm. to run my business because it's that's dumb. Like yeah. I don't own Instagram. Instagram yes, could delete my profile exactly. at any moment and I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to create a podcast. So I created the publicity podcast, with, podcast which mm-hmm. was like a pop culture podcast interviewing yeah. reality stars, some female entrepreneurs. I actually had a good run. It was 200 episodes. Wow. Um for a few years and then I created my own merch okay another revenue stream mm-hmm. just literally doing whatever I could being yeah. scrappy I was doing consulting on the side mm-hmm. social media consulting just like I'm just the scrappiest person and then it wasn't until the pandemic that like 
everything changed for mm-hmm. me. I think I like went a lot more inward, which yeah. we all did. We did, yeah. Oh my God, I did so much self-help. It was like out of control. <laughs> and I started, it's really weird. I'm like, do I want to say this? I started like talking to this like narcissistic guy <laughs> from TikTok. <laughs> you know they say like everyone enters your life for a reason like not to give him any credit because he's an awful fucking person but i think like this is weird he kind i don't even want to say what he did because i'm going to give it away whatever Uh he kind of talked about like body positivity and like for a guy which is weird Uh so i but like started kind of talking about it and exploring it yeah and like then I started getting more comfortable with like the fact that I gained weight because I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm on TikTok. You can't put edit, like you can't yeah. edit stuff. Like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like, in, you know, you, it's like you see video. Forced, yeah. You're forced to just be how you are. Yeah. Really. So as, I kind of think that weird situation actually like made me more comfortable in a way. Mm-hmm. And then I started being more comfortable and I was like, I'm going to talk about mid-sized fashion, mm-hmm. which is just like girls that aren't plus size and girls that aren't a yeah, size zero. Like you're in yeah. between. So I did a video, it was seven seconds, eight seconds, just talking about mid-sized fashion. It went viral. I gained 250,000 followers on TikTok, <laughs> like in three days. 250,000 people. That and is keep in wild. mind how hard we work on yeah. Instagram and we it don't get this. so dumb. <laughs> We're slaving away over I know. here. So okay. I was like, wow, for the first time ever in my life, I talked about this one like dirty little secret that like, yeah. I've been keeping and yeah. then like, I was rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't want to get super, like, spiritual or weird either. But no, then but I went to a that. psychic. Okay, I love psychics. I have a psychic that I love. freaking love. Okay, wait. She might listen to this. I'm not sure because we're besties. But if you guys want a psychic who could tell you and read into people so well, she's been right to, about everyone. Wow. Uh, her name is Jennifer. She's It's venicepsychic.com. It's kind of kitschy, but she lives on the west side. And she, like, straight up, like, went to Harvard and, like, is legit. I trust it. Yeah. I love her. But anyways, shout out to Jennifer. Go um, book her. <laughs> so my psychic, I only went in once, but I'm going to go once mm-hmm. a year. It's like too heavy otherwise. He's like legit. Um, he basically, I went to him in November because I was like, okay, I'm turning 30. I'm moving in from, by myself for the first yeah. time ever. I just want to know if I'm on the right path. It was like middle pandemic. And he was like, is something like really accelerating in your career right now mm-hmm. like is something blowing up yeah and it was like during the time of that video yeah and i was like yeah like kind of and he's like it's about to explode and i was like what like, he's <laughs> um, like something he's like you are on like the apex of something really big happening yeah and i was like oh my god like what is it yeah, you know and then um he basically said like have you been seeing 11 11 like that's yeah. your grandma she's been sending you signs whatever I go and check in the video that I posted that got me 250,000 followers. I posted on November 11th. Oh, 11, my 11. God. Weird. And that was the video that blew up. Okay. And then. I love stuff like this so much. It's so crazy. Okay. And then the next week, I'm like sitting down. And I always had wanted to like pitch Barstool a podcast concept. But my old podcast was reality TV. And they have mm-hmm. chicks in the office here, which does that so well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, there's no place for me. Mm-hmm. And then I just got this idea and I was like, they need someone like me. Like they need, at the time they'd call her daddy. And I'm like, she's like a beautiful 
skinny, thin girl Mm -hmm. who's like talking about getting flown around on private planes. Like what about like the girl in her 30s that's like getting ghosted and like struggling with mental health? And and not to say she doesn't, but I was just at that time thinking. It wasn't it wasn't being shared a lot back then. It wasn't back then. Yeah. Now I would say she's more that way. And I was like, what about just like the regular girl that's like not dating athletes or Mm -hmm. not whatever, you know? And so. I just cold, like, I call it cold call, but like cold DM'd yeah. Dave, like okay. the founder. And I basically just started my DM. I said, hear me out. Because I wanted to say something that I knew would get his attention. Yeah. Because I know when you DM someone, you see the first little picture uh-huh. and then the first like sentence of the DM. Yeah. So I like That's made why I sure. I open a lot of my I DMs. literally <laughs> think I changed my profile picture too to like a hot ass photo. Because yes, I'm like, yes. he'll see a girl <laughs> yeah. and then he'll see something bold. Uh-huh. So I just said, hear me out, period. And I was like, which everyone pitches him now saying that. And I was just like, you are, you're not reaching a, yeah. a market. Like yeah. this market's completely untapped. You gave him, you let him know about a problem that he had. And I you literally told him called how out. you were going to fix it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, you're not reaching this market of people. Like I posted one video and amassed this amount of following and did this and did that. And I could be that person for you. The next week I was in the office. I mm-hmm. met with Dave. I met with Erica, the CEO had a production, had a sales, and then we went into contracting. And then like three months later, I started. Yeah. So. Oh my God, that happened so fast. I think the pandemic is what made me one, like step into my truth. And two, I felt like pop culture, I wasn't into it anymore. Yeah. And like there's bigger issues in the world mm-hmm. than me like worrying about Khloe Kardashian, <laughs> who I love. Yeah. But I want to worry about her sometimes, but yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And I still talk about it, but I was just like, this feels mm-hmm. dumb mm-hmm. when we're like locked in our homes and everyone's yeah. losing their jobs. And yeah, we everyone got pretty real about everything. I feel like yeah. when it came to I I am super blessed from this last or from 2020. Mm-hmm. That was a great year for me. Can't believe it's like kind of farther away now. It's crazy. When I think about it. But I mine was less with work. Mm-hmm. Well, I started my company during 2020, but I also like that was like that's something I'm not making money from yet it's mm. one of those things like i it's my an asset that i own so i'm just like putting money into it yeah like, not taking a salary or anything so that was cool but i met joe in 2020 and mm-hmm. i've never like been in love before or anything like that so that was my big thing of 2020 did my salary suffer yes <laughs> hey it's all about balance <laughs> yeah. uh, but i was doing well in matters of the heart <laughs> yeah and like that was a big move for you yeah i feel huge move. yeah huge and it's changed the trajectory of my life you know what i mean mm-hmm. so but that's crazy. The it cold just, DM. Mm-hmm. And the, well, you were super inspired. Now first. everyone thinks they could like pitch Dave. So mm-hmm. they try with my line and like, it's just funny. But yes. I, I don't know how it, people will message me. How did you get him to read? It was just right place, right time. I mm-hmm. don't, there's no, it was like divine. I was going to say it's like divine intervention. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. My freaking psychic called yeah. it. So your grandma, your grandma's like, <laughs> Literally. She's, naked, she's pulling the strings back there. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she needs this. Okay. So let's talk about this because you were in mm-hmm. um, publicity and everything. What do you think goes into a successful pitch? Like when you're creating a pitch like that, mm-hmm. what's going through your mind? I have a very specific way of pitching that like my old bosses probably wouldn't agree with, which is why I always felt like I needed to work for myself because yeah. like I'm one of those know-it-alls that's like, no, no. you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, old school publicists, I don't know what they do now because I haven't worked in publicity for some time, but old school publicists, it was fluff. Yeah. You need a catchy headline subject. Mm-hmm. You need all this information. You need like sometimes now when I get those pitches from brands, I literally laugh. I'm like, this is yeah. the lamest shit I've ever <laughs> seen. 
I don't agree. Mm -hmm. I'm like, when I get an email, what do you do? You skim it for the important information to be like, what are you saying? And what do you want from me? And what Mm -hmm. could you offer me? Yeah. So my pitching strategy is catchy headline. That's literally like, like, let's say I'm pitching someone to come on my podcast. Yeah. I know Barstool Sports is going to get their attention over tea with publicity. Mm-hmm. So I'll write Barstool Sports podcast request. Yeah, yeah, Like, you know, you write Just something. Smart. yeah. Or if you want to pitch a brand, right, you know, like, whatever. I'll do, like, publicity X, whatever brands, like, mm-hmm. partnership inquiry, which isn't, like, that catchy, but <laughs> whatever. It gets to the, it's the point. To the point. Yeah. And then I believe in just being, like, my format for pitching is high- this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is what I could offer you. Do you want to partner with me? Like, let's talk next steps, like payment, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Short, sweet. If you're interested, I'll send you more information mm-hmm. or we could hop on a call. So how do you pitch who you are? Like, what information mm. do you give them when it comes to this kind of thing? How do you introduce yourself? Like, not yourself, much, I guess. Yeah. which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm pitching someone to come on my podcast, I'll just DM them mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, so-and-so, I host a podcast. Like, we talk about mental health, body image, whatever. Yeah. Let me know if you want to come on. And then, like, either they answer or they don't. And usually they answer. Yeah. And I think having the brand name attached to me helps mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and it's helpful. Being verified on Instagram helps with that. Absolutely. Because well, whatever, see the blue check, too. Yeah. And their messages. That's definitely a thing. But even before I was here, I did – I still, and previous to being here, mm-hmm. still did – all my own pitching for my yeah. podcast, all my guests. And I had like Perez Hilton on, Spencer Pratt, yeah. like all on my own, just DMing them. That's wild. You just, this is the thing, guys. Try. Yeah. People okay. are too scared to try. That's like, true. I just DM whoever, whatever, <laughs> and it always works. Well, I feel like you also come with such a good energy. Like even via DM, you can just tell. She's sitting here like just like laughing away, just like having the best time. But you just have to – like I remember I wanted to work for this like sports company years ago, mm-hmm. and I just like DM'd the founder. Like, yeah. You can't be intimidated. Like people in power I respect think, people that shoot their shot. I think that that's, that's one of the key takeaways is not being intimidated. Yeah. I also realized like no one really cares. So you could shoot your shot. And I no also like really was at this really weird place in my life when I when I went on the interview here for the job. I was so like zen from that reading and yes. just feeling like so in my power mm-hmm. that I was like, I'm going to go into the interview and I'm going to be 100 percent myself. Like, yeah, I'm not going to put on a persona. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be who I think they want me to be. Yeah. I'm going to be so myself. And if they don't like me, that's not the place for me. Yeah. OK. And I just like. I mean, I was sitting in a meeting with Dave and Erica and like mm-hmm. most people would be intimidated and yeah. I was like so at peace mm-hmm. and I was kind of just like take it or leave it. Like a calm confidence kind of thing. But that's honestly how you have to approach literally everything. That's mm-hmm. what I learned about more recently with my whole relationship situation. Mm-hmm. That was the most calm and confident and honestly not expecting or trying to prove any myself to anyone or anything. Yep, that's why you it And worked. it happened so it was the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. That's what people say, though, when you meet the right person. It's yeah. like you're not playing games. But it's the person for you. Like, this, yes. this was the situation for you. Uh-huh. Like, this is – that's a really good takeaway, I think. One, to not to be intimidated. Two, like, when you are yourself and being really true to yourself, whether it's on TikTok and posting mm-hmm. about mid-sized fashion, people can really sense if you're being genuine or mm-hmm. not. Me and my therapist screen. had this conversation yeah. <laughs> this week because I feel like I almost – sometimes – it's weird. After that, like, sex – that session with um 
Your psychic. The psychic. He yeah. basically was like, be yourself. He just kept telling, he kept hammering it in my head. Like the Wild. message that was coming through from my grandpa, mm. from like everyone. He was like, show up as yourself. You will find love. You will find yeah. everything. Like, st- And I think because I am a publicist, sometimes I'm very media trained mm-hmm. in the sense where like, it's not that I'm not being myself, but I'm being – Let's say I'm on a date. Yeah. I feel like I have something to prove. Like Mm -hmm. I used to have an insecurity about being an influencer. I don't know if you feel this way. I do. That people would think I'm not intelligent, Mm -hmm. that I'm not business savvy. So I would go into dates. Or that I like love myself more than I'm vapid. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I used to go into dates being like so professional almost Mm -hmm. like no you could take me seriously I'm a badass bitch yeah and then I realized like I was being boring because I wasn't being like my fun loving self yes you you were in a job interview (laughs) I was in a job my dad actually told me he goes you sound really boring (laughs) (laughs) well that's helpful criticism that's helpful I was talking (laughs) that's amazing well no I I agree with all of that I also think that's funny because I I have felt in my earlier 20s like I have something to prove whether it's the people who follow me Mm -hmm. Or men or my friends or like whoever else who is around. Anyone, because we took this weird chance to have this yeah. untraditional job. Mm-hmm. Like it's so weird. I, I just feel like I always needed to prove myself in some capacity. Well, because you and I are both Capricorns. Mm-hmm. I always remember that about yes. you. Well, we want to be successful. That's the thing. So like we don't want to fail at it. Mm-hmm. So we'll just like we're so serious sometimes. So serious. <laughs> it and it's serious. weird though, because like I don't know if you feel this way, but as a kid, I didn't really relate to that. Like, I mm-hmm. felt like I was so free-spirited. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I'm pretty rigid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have been super rigid my entire life. This is now me being less rigid. Now you're free-spirited. Yeah, now I'm free-spirited. I've always been more of a, like, what is it? I, I do things my own way. But I'm mm-hmm. like you where I'm like, if I find a way that works for me and someone else tells me that that's not the right thing, I'm like, I don't. You can do that you other find way. find another way But in. like, this is my thing and I don't care what yeah. you're saying. I'm not competitive on any of these things. I Mm-mm. just want to be successful <laughs> at everything. Mm-hmm. Perfectionist. And to the point where I just had Joe, my boyfriend, on the podcast. And someone asked, like, what do you think something – about Peyton that's great that she doesn't see about herself is. And he was like, I think that it's because you you, you do so much stuff that when you do something well, you don't think, oh, I did that well. You mm-hmm. just think, oh, I marched it off my to-do list onto the next thing. And he's like, you don't like let Relish yourself have a yeah. moment because <laughs> you're just on to the next thing. And it's about being like a perfectionist and things like that. Yeah. He's like, you're so intense and surprisingly he <laughs> plays like major league baseball and he's the least intense person i know you would think it would almost be opposite yeah no he's just like chilling well i think time. when you run your own business you have to be intense because like no one there's no one to fall back on yes that's what like people don't understand the stress of it mm-hmm. and i think that's why also when i went into dating and stuff i wanted to portray that like, yes i'm doing all these things look how serious i am look how impressive i am yes. it's really the thing yeah yes and i i think once i stopped doing that in work and in um like dating and Mm -hmm. friendships honestly I my life just became so much better but that's one of those things you learn in your 20s like Mm -hmm. I'm 27 it took me seven years deep in my 20s I'm just learning it yeah (laughs) yeah totally I feel like now I'm actually myself Mm -hmm. and it sounds so weird but I actually really owe a lot of that to TikTok I could see that 100%. Because it is an app that lets people just be themselves. And Instagram never was that for me. No. Everything I did was curated for a paycheck. Yeah. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, just Think to be honest that. about like, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally like that. I'm having my hard time with Instagram lately. I'm not inspired it's, by it no, at all. It's not good. If I could do podcasts and YouTube and just live my life otherwise. Do reels. I think you do reels. I do some reels. I need to do more. Yeah. But I, honestly, I love TikTok. But like your stuff is still very curated and mm-hmm. so vibey. It's when you just are out of control yeah. like, that stuff does well. I'm <laughs> yeah. not even kidding. Like the more like myself I am, yeah. the more viral my the stuff more unhinged. goes. It's yeah. complete opposite of everything we've been trained with Instagram because I used to be like if I talk about this then this kind of brand won't work with me yeah if I talk about this then then I can't do this everything was so thought out yeah and it's also moving forward on social media the way people use it is different Mm -hmm. like it used to be even in social scenes you use it to impress other people kind of and now everyone's like we're so tired of that. Like we all mm. together decided that we're tired of it. Yeah. And I will say on TikTok, I do vibey stuff. And I have started recently to take like, if I do a story or something of me just talking, I'll take that story and put it on TikTok. Mm. And those are the ones that are doing the best for me yep. right now. Cause I'm literally just Your like stuff's beautiful being dumb. Because we love the aesthetic. We love it. Yeah. But trust me, mm-hmm. <laughs> like my most viral video was seven seconds. Yeah. It's always those. I did something about Kim Kardashian the other day, reached 8 million people. I saw people. that. I saw that. Like 8 million. <laughs> yes. Like that's insane. You'll go watch her TikTok. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So another thing I want to talk to you about is you worked in publicity. You know, you worked for yourself. Your life is like beautiful and aesthetic and curated in itself in terms Thank of you. like your apartment and yeah. everything. But now you work with a bunch of men and mm-hmm. the Barstool Sports offices. So Tell us what it's like to work with in a frat house. <laughs> I've never worked with straight men until this year. Okay. Genuinely. I've never done that either. I've never had a male boss mm-hmm. until now. Okay. Dave is like technically my contract, my boss, which okay. is like funny. Um, <laughs> I've never, ever, ever been in that environment. That said, like everyone's very nice. Like yeah. we joke. Barcel gets a lot of like shit for like not being diverse and like when you're in these doors, like, you realize just how untrue that is. Like, it is the most eclectic group of people (laughs) I've ever met in my entire life. Like, like, one person. And you live in in New York City. Like, the the guy that just got hired that sits next to me, like, works in construction nine to five. And then, like, (laughs) he just got hired to, like, I don't know what. (laughs) Then we have, like, this one guy who, like, just, like, reviews soda flavors. And then we have, like, this other guy that just, like, um, he plays um, video games all okay. day. It's like everyone's it's like, like a ragtag team of people. It's all the misfits <laughs> from high school yeah. in literally one building <laughs> and like very eclectic people. Everyone's very down to earth. It's mm-hmm. really like a family vibe. I'm not going to lie and be like, I have so many friends here. Like, yeah. you know, I think I'm a little on the outskirts, which is sad because <laughs> I'm used to being included. Yeah. But it's more just because like I don't do the gambling. I don't do the sports yeah. betting. I don't. Like, I was hired because I'm different than the people here. So, but I'm not because I'm still kind of like a weird misfit, too. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I stick to my show and my brand and what I do. And I have like a very clear vision. Mm -hmm. And I'll get involved if people ask me. Like, I go on the show where I try all sorts of weird bull testicles and like weird (laughs) shit. And like, I get involved in conversation and everyone's super nice, but... I'm not in the sports world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Or the boy world, really. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you told me I had to go into a group of straight men Mm -hmm. and just, like, talk to them. Oh, it's so funny. What what do I say to these people? What takes off the pressure is that a lot of them are, like, married or have girlfriends. So it's very just, like, 
I don't feel like I'm like flirting with anyone. Absolutely, or, like, yeah, it's yeah. very just. It's like what do they what chill. do they speak about? Like what do they talk we about? We talk about the craziest shit. Like <laughs> I saw a video of some guy mm-hmm. farting out his balls. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. The stuff I see, like, of like being in a conversation with people, I'll be like, oh, yeah, we were talking about that at work. And they're like, you talk about that at work? Like, it's just You're such like, a so weird ways. place in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, I feel like I've seen your TikToks of like you walking around. There's like a lightsaber somewhere. Uh-huh. There's like oh, yeah. random, like, always there's like a big plastic rat under my desk. <laughs> I, um, I think though, again, this was a blessing at this time because. I think going into an office every day since January has mm-hmm. saved my mental health. I 100% can see that. I just uh-huh. got an office in downtown. Mm-hmm. It's literally three blocks from my apartment, but I'm like, I have to just go somewhere. It literally, I, I'm not even exaggerating. I think I would have been depressed Yeah, because I was getting to the point before I got this job where mm-hmm. I was like, I can't sit inside. I would have moved. Like yeah. I, I would have done yeah, something yeah. drastic. Something, yeah. I was losing my mind, like living by myself in a one bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. I, the other day, I actually texted my friends yesterday and I said, I can't believe you're all still working from home. Yeah. Like, get out. I, yeah. I can't even imagine still sitting in my apartment all day. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's been like a big blessing for me. I'll come in like three, four, sometimes five days a week. Mm-hmm. But even if I just come in for a few hours, like today, I city bike, I yeah, get yeah. out, I get caught. Like It's I, a ritual. It's something yes. to do. And I think that that's really, it's it's nice to not have your work and your home be the same place. And that's something mm-hmm. that is, I've worked for, my, for myself for five years. Mm-hmm. I've never had a boss in my life. Crazy. I've only worked for myself. So I don't even know what it'd be like to work in that kind of environment. Well, the good thing here is like, I don't really have, like I yeah. don't report to anyone. So I'm exactly. still basically working as an entrepreneur yeah. if i had to go into a more structured setting oh, yeah, yeah. oh my god i can't take orders from anyone i, just, I would like, die i don't I'm, I'm sure i could make it happen but i'm also just like i don't even know what that looks like you know i'm just like what's going uh-huh. on so i got myself this office because it's been so important to me and now i'm so happy i did because i can't believe for five years i literally would wake up in bed and like mm-hmm. get my laptop and like work i not can't brush my picture teeth, going back br- to that yeah, like not brush my hair just start working and then like at 3 p.m. I'm like, oh, should I have been eating all day because I haven't gotten up out of bed mm-hmm. because I've been working and like putting out fires. Like it is nice to have structure. So nice. And it's nice to be in a different place, I guess, than your home. When I worked from home, I was really hard on myself with having structure. Like I woke up earlier then than I do now because okay. now I know I have to get into the office at yeah. some point. Yeah. So I'll like roll in whenever. When I worked for myself, like I was up at 7, 730, <laughs> like because I mm-hmm. and then I forced myself to go for a walk first thing in the morning. Yeah. I was like, if I do not physically get myself to do something, I will be one of those people that just sits around, mm-hmm. doesn't get anything done. Me all I day. had a for but you were still worked in yeah, bed. Yeah, like yeah. I would just watch TV. Like yeah, yeah. I had to force myself to have structure. Got it, got it. Well, that's one thing you learn, I think, also as you get older and you work and you, you go through all these different jobs mm-hmm. and whatever, you learn how you work best. Yeah. And then when you have, you know, the ability in a job like this now where you do get a salary, but you have the ability and the freedom as if you work for yourself mm-hmm. 100%, so you can decide what you work best doing. Mm-hmm. That's like the dream life. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's been nice to have like stability. Mm-hmm. You but know? also there's nothing like working for yourself to show you how you like to work, mm-hmm. you know, like that's just very nice information to have. And I feel like people don't often get that because like when I really think about it, if I don't if you don't live in L.A. or New York, L.A. honestly more so 
everyone works for themselves. Mm. You're just out there. You go out there and you're like, fingers crossed. I hope something happens to me that's good. It's so, yeah, it's so interesting. And it's my normal day to day, but I forget that people have normal jobs, not a normal job like this, like Mm -hmm. normal jobs that they go nine to five. And like, sometimes you don't, aren't really challenged to understand how you work, you know? Oh yeah. I can never go back to not running my own like operations Mm -hmm. and stuff. I couldn't even do it when I like when I was an admin. That's when I was worst at my job because yes. I was like, "This is bullshit." I want to do big picture yes. stuff, and also like I want control. Like I don't want you to tell me what to do. I would and then, like, like say I'd to my fifty-year-old bosses, "I'd be like, no, that's just not correct." Like I was <laughs> such a know-it-all. Well, that's the Capricorn in you. I know. We're like that. Honestly, I think we do know it all, though. We really do. Okay, so one thing I want to ask, kind of to piggyback off that last question about working with men, is what is like the thing that surprised you the most about working? With a bunch of straight dudes. I always joked. Like, my mom asked me, because she's, like, obviously knows I'm single and wants me to get a boyfriend. So she's like, any, like, guys (laughs) at the office? And I, this is the way I describe them to her and to the guys. I'm like, you don't understand. These aren't the people that played sports. Yeah. They're the people that sat in their parents' basement smoking weed, commenting on sports. Yeah, yeah. Like, like no one here is an athlete by any means. Like, like they look like the hipster, like, skater Mm -hmm. guys. I so see that. Um, which I think I expected a little bit. I mm-hmm. think I don't know. I don't know what I expected because I really went in not having any freaking clue. Yeah. Like I really didn't. And again, probably not thinking way too much about it. Just being like, all right, well, I'm going to go to the office and we'll see what happens. Then. I was just kind of like, this might blow up. It might tank. Yeah. It might, I, I don't know what the day to day is going to be like. Am I going to be in the office or am I going to be working from home? Like, yeah, I didn't really know. So I didn't really let necessarily have like so much expectations yeah yeah i think now that i'm here one thing that i realized more than i even realized before Mm -hmm. is how like intense the barstool sports like fan base is like the stoolies they call themselves oh yeah they hate me (laughs) (laughs) they really do but but i think a lot of them just hate women they just hate yeah. me um because i'm different mm-hmm. but my it's so funny like a guy will be like the worst higher barstool's ever made and then one of my followers will message me and be like i'm crying you ch- you changed my life yeah. like, <laughs> yes <laughs> i like my followers the t-tribe like they know yeah, who i am they understand <laughs> yeah. yeah that's amazing okay well that i mean that makes sense to me that's so funny my, I'll tell you a story after we get off of this yeah. because I'll tell you something <laughs> funny. Okay, so talking about manifestations, spirituality, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that. I know I'm a big manifester and I always say, yes. let's say my big thing of last year, getting into a relationship I actually like, mm-hmm. I fully manifested that. I, I remember the night I sat in my bed. I remember when I drew out the person I want to be with. Mm-hmm. And I remember this like weird, calm feeling that I had. I did a whole episode on this, by the way. I got a a boyfriend. And that's I put it on TikTok, like audio slips from it that went so viral. Wait, okay. <laughs> I need to listen to this. I'm so but curious. I talked about kind of like my I didn't even mean to do it on purpose. I just more was like, okay, this is exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. It's coming when it comes and that's fine. I remember mm-hmm. going to sleep that night and just being like so calm and confident about mm-hmm. it. And then two months later, I met Joe and he just at first it didn't really like occur to me that like that's, that's who you yeah, were. Yeah. What it was going to be. I just was kind of like whatever, like not thinking anything of it. And he just like never went away. Like literally never. Here he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's still here. Yeah. <laughs> I always say like the second he DM'd me about something and we were talking 
via DM and then we just literally never stopped talking. And that's how I got into a relationship. So it was the simple, most simple thing ever. But I fully believe I manifested that yeah. in my head. So everyone has their own different way of manifesting. Mm-hmm. I want to know about yours because I know you're a manifester. I think I go like in and out of my like spirituality kind mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. which is weird. I, I think manifesting now is being used so commonly. People will yes. be like, I manifested this morning coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bitch, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You went to <laughs> yeah. Starbucks and you bought it. Yes. Um, I think my manifesting in a sense has always been that quiet confidence that you speak of. Mm-hmm. Like I – it's more just like knowing something's going to happen and like kind of an inner knowing. speaking yeah. it into existence. Like I used to say to my dad all the time when I first started my PR job, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to own my own company one day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right. And you like, like really believe it. And I think that's- I just knew it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's part of the thing is like with manifesting. People are like, well, why why wouldn't you manifest, you know, $10 million? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, because I don't believe that I'm going to just- get $10 million yeah. one day in my head. It's more tangible yeah. stuff. It's like, stuff that I can believe truly wholeheartedly. Like I know yes. that it's coming. That's the stuff that always happens mm-hmm. to me. But it's weird that you can call it prayer, manifestation or goal setting. Whatever I realized the other day, I'm like, it's the same thing as praying. Yeah. It's the same I thing. said this to my friends. Yeah. I was like, literally praying is manifesting. And maybe mm-hmm. that's why people that are super holy are like, yeah. everything happens if you pray for it. Exactly. Like, yeah, you're, you're manifesting it. <laughs> I talk about that all the time because it's similar to like people who are like less spiritual and they're yes. just like setting goals, you know, and they're like putting it out there in the world. That I realize I'm like, do. we all are just calling it different things, mm-hmm. but it works. <laughs> yes, it works. I so agree. I think for me, like I just always said like, yeah, I'll run my own business one day. And then like tw- at 25, I started my company. And then like, I don't know. Even now, the way I just said before, I'm like, yeah, my ultimate goal is to like yeah. be on air. I just like think I'll be on E News one day. And the way like, that, I can't even explain like, it. The one, the way when you said that, <laughs> yeah. there's one thing that I like saw you say, and I was like, yeah, probably. Like I don't. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, like I'll probably like host a segment, even yeah. if it's just one time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, I just speak these things into. I think if you believe it. Mm-hmm. And you speak it into existence. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Like saying it to well, someone. Well, and you also take your steps to get there. You were like, yeah. this is what I want to do. So I'm going to do this thing. And then I'm going to yes. do this thing and do this. Like it's like, it's manifestation. It's putting yourself out there. It's speaking to an existence. Mm-hmm. And it's also like working being ballsy hard. enough to like go for it mm-hmm. and then working hard on top of it. Because there's so many people I know that like want success but don't want to work for it. Like I yeah. could truly say everything that I've gotten I've really worked. Nothing mm-hmm. was handed to me. I yeah. didn't just, yes, I got some TikTok followers overnight, but I didn't just start my career going viral. It's like, yeah. I built this shit from the ground up. And you tried a bunch of stuff. Day in and day yeah, out. Like, I still am trying to reinvent the wheel every yeah. single day. You experiment. That's one thing I'm trying to do more of lately is experimenting with content, trying different things. So because you're a perfectionist, do mm-hmm. you have a plan for everything because like the day I decided I was going to launch a blog, I just yeah. bought the domain. And then the next so, day I no, launched it. I am like that. Okay. I'm, I'm very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Impulsive. Extremely impulsive. Okay. So that's a capital yeah. trade. I yeah. think. And I think that's what separates entrepreneurs from people that aren't. Yeah. You just do I it. just do weird stuff. Okay. My, a lot good. of my friends, like for their, their Instagrams, for example, mm-hmm. they're super aesthetic and they plan everything out meticulously. Mm-hmm. They're really weird about edits and like, they're like, is this photo too yellow? Is this photo? No, I don't plan my Instagram. I don't plan. I look at the colors. I'm like, that looks like the same colors. And if I don't like it later, I'll delete it. Like, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, I don't yeah. think about anything. My friends are like, how did you get that picture in two seconds? I totally agree. And also, <laughs> I have a confession. Uh-huh. Ever since like I became not a fashion influencer anymore, 
I don't like that kind of content. I don't think I ever did. Like, yeah. I never followed influencers. I follow, like, I shouldn't say that because I follow people that are influential, but they're like, like, do you follow Not Skinny But Not Fat? Or do you no, know her? but I know She's like celebrity is, news. She's like my, my yeah, friend yeah, Amanda. Yeah. Or people like from TikTok that are more just yeah. like talking about life unfiltered. Mm -hmm. Those are the people I'm attracted to. And yeah. it's like, why do all of us like bust our ass trying to be perfectly curated when it's like not as real life, I feel. You know what I've noticed? And I've now more converged onto what my brand and aesthetic yeah. is. And it's more about experience than it is about some like photo of me. But you're also very outfit. real with your followers. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm real. And I, I, what I enjoy doing most in life is going out to eat. That's literally what <laughs> I like to do the most. Like I was, I had to get real with myself and be like, do I like fashion the most? No. Like I literally like to sit down. You're like an experience. I love that. That's mm -hmm. all I want to do in my life. I want, I want a European dine every single mm -hmm. night me with too. drinks and food. And that, that's what I want to do with my life. Like literally. Yeah. And you do a good job of showing and that. And I'm now, it's it's easier for me to show that but i like following some fashion influencers like the do you follow josephine hj nope she's like super super aesthetic mm. um shay marie she was like a classic i used to follow shay. her or i might still she now i like her content better it's i can look at someone else's content like that though and be like oh that's so cool but it's just like that's not my life. So I'll follow people yeah, with their I little niches, you know? Yeah. But I've unfollowed so many fashion bloggers because I don't care. I agree with that. I just grew out of Like, I outgrew mm -hmm. it. And I think I was only kind of in it because, like I said, I was in it for money and, like, the job. And now that I'm out of it, even if this podcast goes away tomorrow, I'm still going to carry on Instagram just being, like, kind of Normal. unfiltered. And yeah, yeah. Because – my audience just reacts more to it. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, we've never seen the side of you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because I was hiding away. Couldn't curse <laughs> yeah. because then I wouldn't get a partnership. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I, I've said some things on the internet I probably shouldn't have said. <laughs> but it's Can't good. Relate. It's good. Yeah. Can't relate. All right. So the last thing I want to talk to you about is we're talking about being Capricorns. Mm -hmm. we're, we're that We hold that really near and dear to our I heart. I really do. So what's the most Capricorn thing about you? Or what are the most Capricorn things about you? Hmm. I think I'm extremely level-headed mm -hmm. in the sense that, like, I could, like, I put myself in, like, everyone's shoes mm -hmm. and I can make, like, a informed decision in a level-headed way. And I think that's, like, a pretty big, like, Capricorn trait. Mm -hmm. I, as much, like, as impulsive as I am, like, I would say I'm very fair with my judgment of things or yeah. – um, yeah, like I just kind of approach things in a very decisive, clear way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a pretty big Capricorn yeah. trait. Well, it's also that's kind of it's being impulsive, I think. But also I feel like when I decide that I want to do something, I'm like that where like I don't think too much. When I went no, to start so a company, sure I literally was like. I bought the LLC on legal. That's scam. how I am. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, fuck. I got to figure this out. I'm a CEO of something. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Shit. how I okay, am. I got to do it. Like, I, I do things like that, but it's because I know I want to do it. So I mm -hmm. think, if I think too much, I'm not going to do it. So you just have to and be impulsive. can't think too much. Like, yeah. I always, so many people over the years have come to me, and I'm sure you too, mm -hmm. for like advice. I want to start a blog. I want to start an Instagram. And they'll, I'll meet with them three times, mm -hmm. and then they never start it. Yes. Because they're too scared to take the plunge. I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm going to do it. So how did you start your blog? Because I I remember when I started mine. I literally um, had one conversation. Mm -hmm. There was this girl who was a publicist full time and then had a blog on the side. And we hired her for an event and we paid her like $2,000 to come to the event. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
this girl's making a publicist salary and just made $2,000 for going to an event after work. This is bullshit. Yeah. And so I DM'd her and I was like, can I pick your brain? Mm -hmm. And we went out to drinks one night and she was, I was, I asked her my questions that I needed to know. I was like, are you embarrassed? Do you feel Mm -hmm. vapid? (laughs) Do people think it's weird that you only post pictures of yourself? Like I literally just asked the top Mm -hmm. one questions. And she was kind of like, no, I don't give a shit. And I was like, okay. The next yeah. day I bought the domain. Yeah. You're I just like to had to ask someone a little questions. Yeah, and yeah. then I launched it the it next day. It was like day. the confirmation that you needed. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, I could do that. That's fine. I remember I was in my college house. It was 3 a.m. I used to stay up really, really late because I would just get like really excited when no one was talking to me and like be on <laughs> Pinterest and all this stuff. So I was up at 3 a.m. and I was like, I'm going to start a blog. And I literally just like... <laughs> started a blog that's like yeah <laughs> so you just, just like have an idea and you just do that's well yeah. that's the thing i just started writing posts yeah versus some people will be like i put i planned out six weeks of content oh, no. no it was just whenever i needed to go yeah up. and then if i don't like it now i archive yeah. it again mm-hmm. you you learn as you go yes i also wish i had a visual of the blog that i have when i started <laughs> because it was straight up like wordpress.com free layout yeah that was and i too. was a food blogger that's how i started <laughs> which is nice and it's kind of ceremoniously come around i was just gonna say yeah. see that's like what i was like gut. doing my lemon ricotta chicken meatball things uh-huh. and i was like they were the photos are disgusting yeah, it was like a piece of shit on a plate <laughs> like- horrible <laughs> and they had like a filter on them and the the, the layout was horrible. Like, I like to go back and like read my typos. Yes. It was, y'all, it was so bad, but it, it was a 3 a.m. thing. So impulsive. I didn't tell anyone about it because I was embarrassed. And then one of my friends found my blog on the internet Stop. and posted it on her Facebook because she was so proud. Oh, and I was that's like, cute. No. Like I was like so sad. She's still one of my best friends ever. And that's the reason I like literally had to jump into it because I literally was like, all right, well, everyone found my secret secret blog. <laughs> I get messages from people from college being like, who I haven't talked to in however many yeah, years yeah. being like, I remember when you were like doing college fashionista stuff on yeah. campus and like, it's crazy to think where you are. And I'm like, I guess I really have been doing this forever. Yes. Like sometimes you forget. You don't see like the line. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. When I was young, young, like 10 to 15, I was a child model for a while. Mm-hmm. I didn't love modeling, but like all these little things aggregated. Like I was good yes. in front of a camera. I know how to take a photo and it doesn't stress me out necessarily. You're also in the industry scene. Yeah, it was easy at that yeah. point. And then I was, my skill in this life um, above anything else is writing. That's like mm. what I'm really good at. So me too. then writing was, and it's maybe it's a Capricorn thing. It's like very clear communication. I love Same. My brain thinks like a writer too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's kind of what a podcast is. It's just yeah. like essentially the same kind of thing. So it all came together for me to do that. And I've been writing before I had been doing, you know, mm-hmm. been in front of a camera before I loved, I used to sit on my, my space and recode lit my layouts uh-huh. 20 times a week. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's what I was doing at 12 years old, uh-huh. 13, 14 years old. So it makes sense when we do look back at it. It does. Right? We've been doing the same thing this whole time. Also speaking about manifestation, one mm-hmm. thing I always say with certainty is like, yeah, I'm gonna write a book. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm going to write a book because yeah, yeah. I started it, <laughs> yeah. um, but like I'm going to write a book yeah. and ideally it's going to be made into a television show. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like, we're going to come back in literally 10 years and it's going to already have happened and you're going to be like, anyways, now I'm going to be the president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm 100% yeah. going to write a book. I, I started it before I started here years ago mm-hmm. and then I like lost luster for it because I didn't know how it ended and because it's loosely based on my life and now I think I want to make it more like mental health focused yeah yeah and less like 
Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go back in one day and I'm going to write a book. Well, that's how you write a book is over a lot of time. A lot of living time. And I needed pressure. perspective. Like yeah. I didn't know how it was ending and now I know. Yeah. I have, I have thought about that for a long time and I was, I've wanted to get started just like straight up like Google docs it, mm-hmm. like just oh, that's save what it, I, keep yeah, saving, that's what keep I do. saving. Yeah. And, but I realized until now, you know, oh, maybe I will realize this at 30 that uh-huh. I don't know anything that I'm talking about now. And you kind of need that flavor in there. But I also was intimidated to start because I'm like, me at 24, I'm like, what am I going to tell people? No, just start. <laughs> like, like I, it's on a Google Doc. And you yeah. know when I write my book? And mm-hmm. like, this is why I probably haven't written it in two years because I haven't been traveling as much. I used to write on planes. That's when I'm the most inspired the of my entire inspired. life. Yeah. Yes. Same. I get I my best there, ideas on yes. planes. Well, because you're kind of alone and like you're sitting there and you're like looking at everything down mm-hmm. and you're like, this is, I don't know. It's very inspiring. Like I would go to California and from New York to California mm-hmm. and I would write the entire time. Well, it's almost like time sit, like stand still. Yes. It really does. You can't do anything else. And that's where I'm the most creative. Yeah. And I've only ever written my book on planes. Wow. Yeah, you should try it. I'm definitely going to try it. Especially because we love to write. Yeah. It's so fun. What's crazy is I'm just going to jump into it somewhere because you just got to start. You know how we are. Okay. My first sentence is like, anyways. (laughs) Starting my book today. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's so funny. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, Pimp yourself out. Tell us where we can find you. Yes. And I'm going to have you on my podcast next time you're in New York. Um, Where could everyone follow me? So my handles are publicity on everything. It's a play on words between the word publicity and my mm-hmm. nickname, Liss. So it's publicity, <laughs> P-U-B-L-Y-S-S-I-T-Y. My podcast is called Tea with Publicity. You guys could subscribe there. The episodes come out on podcasts and YouTube. And um, what else do I do? TikTok, Instagram. Mm-hmm. My merch is with Barstool. Everything's always just linked in my bio. So find one of my accounts and yeah. then links to everything there. I'll try to link everything in the show. Yeah, Let's thank do. you. I, that's how, now that I have the company and the podcast and mm-hmm. the podcast has the place you have to go subscribe for the podcast and then it has the instagram for it it's and then so the much it's like how i don't even know where to tell you to find me i have like a um link tree oh yeah and yeah, so yeah, you smart. just click that and then it's like everything yeah, yeah, yeah. that's better that's oh smart. and i have a facebook group Ooh, which yeah. like i don't pimp out enough but like um it's just like girls talking about life and mm-hmm. like they make friends and they have meetups and we talk about boys and whatever. Okay, it's cool. cool. I'll, I'll yeah. try to like find all Just of those do links. Just my, my yeah. link tree and I'll be there. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well. Thank um, you. Yeah, of course. Wasn't that a good chat, my friends? I feel like after the conversation I had with Alyssa, I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to go for it all the time now. I'm pitching myself to everything all the time. <laughs> Her energy is infectious. I feel like she just is such a risk taker, but it doesn't even like when she talks about it, she doesn't like talk about it like it's a risk. She's literally just like putting feelers out there all the time, like trying to do what she wants to do. And I just find that really impressive because it's just such a lovely competence to be around. And it's, again, just very infectious. So she's definitely inspired me to just fucking go for it and do all the little things that I want to do because why the fuck not? And I really hope that you guys also enjoyed that episode. Make sure to go follow her podcast and then uh, her across socials. Again, those will be linked in the show notes as per usual. So you guys can find all the links there as well as all the links to my social media. I also usually try to link like my Amazon storefront, my Revolve favorites, things like that, that I update pretty regularly if you guys want to look at those things. And now it's time for me to go walk around Soho and get some extra last minute content for a partnership that I'm doing this week. 
uh, before Joe and the girls get here. I'm so freaking excited for tonight because I, I want to go get some good pizza somewhere. And I haven't had, I had pizza last night, but like, it was just like alone in my bed. And that was sad. Well, not sad. I was having the best time, but like, it's kind of like, I need the experience. I want the pizza and the wine and like all the stuff. So I'm going to make Joe take me to get pizza tonight. I'm pumped. That's in a couple of hours. But until then, I'll be walking the streets of New York as always, getting my like, what, 15,000 steps a day. <laughs> I love walking everywhere, y'all. As per usual, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow me on all the places. Leave a rating and review if you have time. I really, really appreciate it when you guys do that. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. And then you can also follow on Spotify if that's where you listen. Or you can do both, you know, if you're a real one. Uh, other than that, I really have nothing unless I have nothing else to say to you, <laughs> but I will see you guys next Thursday.